coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. While you were in Philadelphia, you were also a contestant <laughs> on, on, a a, on a TV cooking competition. Yeah. Spoiler alert, yeah. Jeremy won. <laughs> yeah. They put me at a Vinoy. <laughs> it was, yeah, nice. I think it was middle of a winter in Philadelphia. I come nice. here, I'm at the Vinoy, I wake up, I open my window, <laughs> I see the marina. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's going to be a tough choice. Okay, I'm sold. <laughs> Uh, Sampi, it's been exploding food-wise. I mean, mm-hmm. oh, it's, yes. Like, yes. it's like a mushroom plant. It's mushroom. It's something <laughs> opening every day. can hardly keep up with it. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi. I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button, and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download, and then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, our featured guest is Jeremy Duclou from Cassis, The Wooden Rooster, and Second and Second. Jeremy is well known as the longtime executive chef at Cassis and the owner of Wooden Rooster, but did you know he was also a contestant on the TV cooking competition Chopped? Our musical guest today is Jessica Rose. She will answer the Fast Five Foodies questions and we will feature her single titled Forgive. We, we have, have a, a great, great show, show, so, so stick, stick around. around. Have you been to Pacific Counter? It is one of the newest fast casual concepts located on one of the fastest growing blocks in St. Pete, the 600 block of Central Avenue. They offer build your own bowls, burritos, or salads with a variety of the freshest bases, toppings, and sauces to satisfy anyone's craving and put you in charge. There are actually 6,432,189 combinations possible. Overwhelmed by build your own? I know that I sometimes am, well, you can also choose from their counter creations menu already picked for you. The first couple of times we ate there, that's exactly what I did. Then I decided to get adventurous. For bases, they offer sushi rice, brown rice, noodles, or greens. Sushi rice seems to be the norm, but I'm not a big rice person, so I finally tried the noodles, and to say I fell in love is an understatement. They are actually sweet potato noodles, I found out later, and I have no idea how they make them seem like rice noodles. I added fresh tuna and salmon, my choice of toppings and a sauce, which I didn't even need because the bowl was so good without it. I told Kevin I could eat this every day and I would probably lose weight and love it at the same time. If you haven't checked out Pacific Counter, I would highly recommend it. They are open for lunch and dinner, have a variety of unique alcoholic and non-alcoholic drink options, and they have the beloved Dole Whip. Find your fresh at Pacific Counter. Pacific Counter is located at 660 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. They are open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 11 a.m. to midnight on Friday and Saturday. Okay, Kevin, now it's time for you to answer the Fast Five Foodies questions. Are you ready? Yes. What's your favorite food? 
everything on the menu at Salty J's, especially the Toss Big Blue, which is basically a giant hamburger salad with a ton of blue cheese. The buffalo chicken salad is really awesome. And I love their tacos, especially the uh, Placido Bio tacos and the Sweet Thai taco. Also, if you like burgers, the Big Tex Burger is a nice big monster one. I just want to shove that whole thing in my face. And then the, the Big J's Loaded Sirloin Philly. You love that one. Yes, I do love that one. It's so good. And Mrs. Salty's favorite massive hot dog. It is huge. It's a freaking half pound and literally as big as your head. Yes. So what's your least favorite food? Anything that's not from Salty J's. <laughs> Goofhead. What's your favorite restaurant in St. Pete? Uh, duh. Salt or pepper? Salt. EJ's. And can you cook? Yes, but I'm not cooking anymore. I just go to Salty J's now. <laughs> Salty J's is on 4th Street North in the 50s, specifically 5625 4th Street North. Let's get salty. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Godby. And I am your co-host, Lori Brown. And our guest today is not just from one place, actually three places. Let's see if you can guess. Cassis, Wooden Rooster, Second and Second. And if you didn't know he was involved in all three, now you do. Please welcome Jeremy DeClue. Welcome, Jeremy. Thank you. Welcome. So you obviously started in France, then you were in Philadelphia, and then St. Pete. Correct. Let's go back to the beginning with France. Where are you from in France? <clears throat> so I'm from uh, Macon in Burgundy. And um, I had a great idea to wanted to become a chef since I was like three years old, I believe. Oh, that's cool. That's so great. I, I did that. Uh, did all my schooling back home in France. Mm-hmm. And then um, we uh, did a trip when I passed uh, like a level uh, for culinary and service. We had to do a trip to a sp- English-speaking uh, country. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, as part of your school? <clears throat> as part of a school. So we okay. came to, that's what we came to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And then you never left. <laughs> I came back and then I came. I left and then came back. Well, Christoph oh, said he, he he had to do the same thing, but yeah. he never left. <laughs> yeah, he went to England. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I ended up in Philly. Yeah. No, restaurant school. It was, it was so you went school. for a visit, then went back home, but then you decided to come back. So the school I was in was partnered with a restaurant school in Philadelphia, which just opened at the time. And they used to come to visit our school, but it was much more organized. For France, we used to go to England or visit like for a week. Of, our teacher was friend with a restaurant school owner, mm-hmm. so she organized the trip. We paid for it. We sold croissant at school and everything. So nice. Um, so then we went there, and then when, uh, when we left, uh, the gentleman was like, "Hey, if you graduate, I give you a job," which was more like, "Nice to see you. Thank you for coming." But when we graduate, we in called Philly. him. In Philly. <laughs> Philly. Oh, cool. Wow. So we graduated, and it was three of us graduated out of six in the class. Mm-hmm. Uh, we called him, and we're like, "Hey, where's our job? <laughs> you promised us." That. <laughs> So that's how we ended up there. Great. And, and that was, remind me again, the, the restaurant and the uh, owner? It was a restaurant school. When we got there, he didn't have a job for us. So he put us at Le Bec Fin okay. with Georges Perrier, which at right. the time in 95 was like the top restaurant in, in the States. Right. And then also in Philadelphia are, I think, three, two, two other guys at least, around the same time you were, Christophe Guillaume. Correct. Who's mm-hmm. now the co-owner of Bacchus, and Raphael Perrier, who is the uh, co-owner of Kawa. Correct. So how did you guys all and, and meet? And second and second. And second and second, yes. Yeah. So yeah, so Raphael, Christoph and I, we just um, 
just being French in a, in a big city, it just attracts. We, I don't know. We call you guys the French mafia that <laughs> yeah, invaded just, Philly and then invaded St. Um, Pete. <laughs> I think you all started with Raphael. He had a bar at the time called L'Hexagone, which is uh, the shape of France. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was kind of like a meet, meeting point for everybody. I mean, every French people who came to even visit or walk in Philadelphia, was, it was always like the, the center of magnetism mm-hmm. to bring everybody together as French. So also, while you were in Philadelphia, you were also a contestant on a, on a, TV, on a show. TV cooking competition show. Which I discovered myself one day. I was just watching something or looking up something, and I'm like, Jeremy was on Chopped. Chopped. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I bought it, and we watched it. Did you? We did. Yeah. It was fun. And congratulations, because you did win it. Yeah, I did win it. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Jeremy won. Yeah. I think you were the only classically trained out of the other... Th- other three right? the, yes seemed, it seemed pretty obvious really it was i'm not going to pat myself on the back but it was <laughs> easier yeah. than they actually made it look on yeah. top of it yeah like it was and, and it was funny i guess it's it's a normal thing with these shows a lot of times they try to fool you mm-hmm. and it was when it was down to just you and the one other person they when they were making their comments and whatnot they were almost like taking points off because you were classically trained and you did it too perfect. It was, it was, yeah, it was, I think twice during the show, they commented on like, oh, he's staying with what he knows. And I was like, well, yeah. I'm, well, I'm not, why wouldn't you? I'm not going to yeah. make Mexican food. I mean, I love Mexican food. I'm just not what I do. Like, yeah, right. guess what? It works. Um, doing what you know. But stuff for sure you never know because nobody, you're watching on TV, you don't taste the food. So the judge can say it's salty or it's right, right, right. overcooked or they can right. say whatever they want if they want Right. right. So I, that was my biggest fear when I went there. I was like, yeah. So what was the experience actually like for you? It was fantastic. Yeah. So to go back, my, it was my secretary at the time who signed me up for it, for the interview. <laughs> That's great. And um, I'm very shy. I'm not not big fan of TV shows. And, and I was like, oh, whatever, she filled the application. Ha, 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 it's funny. And then they <laughs> called me. They called me and took me to New York. I was like, okay, there's no way I'm passing the interview live with an accent. And good-looking French chef on TV. I was like, it's not... I was like, I go to New York. It's a trip in New York. So it's like fun. an audition. You didn't think you were going to get it. No, I was just going there. I was like, hey. <laughs> so that's why I started the... Like, if you saw the show, I, I was very cocky during the show. But I was like, I'm just going to play the full-on French guy, cocky, overweight, <laughs> yes. and, and see if I get me somewhere. That's my only shot at it. Like, I'm playing the bad guy almost. And, uh, and I did. I, I got the show. So. Yeah. That but the experience great. itself was fantastic. I mean, it's... You get there, they, meet, they make you meet in a, in a diner in the middle of the Bronx at 3 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. They pick you up. So you, three, in the, 3 in the morning, there's not many people in the diner. So <laughs> right. as soon as four guys shows up with a box of knife, you know, you're like, <laughs> okay, those are the guys you're going to cook with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. And then um, they put, it's an all-day thing. It's all film on one day. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you walk in the studio, there's nothing. You leave your cell phone, you leave everything. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I went to a final on the end, and at the end, they do a bunch of retakes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I was gone from like, I left my ass at like midnight and I was not back in my ass for 24 hours. Wow. wow. So my wife had no idea, no phone call, no nothing. Right, Wow, right. that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, you, you were a little bit younger back then. <laughs> I was, yeah. yeah, yeah. When, you were a good that? looking French guy. I don't know what you're talking about. It was, uh, I've been here for 10 years. So it was like 14, 15 years ago, maybe, yeah. maybe uh-huh. a little less. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because when I signed to come in with Cassis, it was airing on TV. Oh, oh wow. really? Wow. Yeah, it was cool. season three of Jobs. So. Yes, I know. It was episode yeah. one, I think. Episode one of season yeah. three, yeah. 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 So everybody go look that up and check out Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, it's Chop. really fun to watch. It was very fun to watch you on there. <laughs> At the end, when they started taking off points because you were too perfect, I was starting to get pissed. I'm like, if he doesn't win, I'm never watching the stupid show. 
Well, they, they tell you not to tell. I could not tell anybody when I won. Yeah, like seven, eight months after after I was taped, I was like, Oh no way! So I'm like, What am I going to tell? You had to be quiet for eight months. So I'm I, sure you told your wife. I told my wife. I told my best friends. But yeah, yeah. Like to the public, even to my investors at the time, and I was like, Well, I'm in the final, but they film a part when I'm winning and they film a part where I'm losing. So I don't know what's going to happen. Everybody <laughs> That's a good it. answer. So I was like, okay, we we'll see. Good answer. I'll have to remember that if I'm ever on one of those. Yeah. Like I'll ever get on one of those. <laughs> so Cassis was the initial reason for coming to St. Pete. Is that correct? That is correct. So yeah. how did that happen? Yeah. How did they find you? So Philip, the owner mm-hmm. of Cassis and his wife, Lisa, were talking to another French couple who are not with us. We didn't follow through, but to open a French restaurant. And uh, same thing, we knew from, we, I knew them from Philadelphia. Gotcha. So they, they did a bunch of study. They went to food shows. They, and then tried to find a chef, and they contacted me. Mm-hmm. So I came to visit. They put me at the Vinoy. <laughs> it was, yeah, nice. I think it was middle of a winter in Philadelphia. I come nice. here, I'm at the Vinoy. I wake up, I open my window, <laughs> I see the marina. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's going to be a tough choice. Okay, I'm sold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so that's how, we, that's how we met with Philip and Lisa. Nice. And your wife's name is Lisa as well, right? Lisette. Oh, Lisette. Yep. Okay. And how did you two meet? Uh, Atlantic City. So I was working for George Pierre, mm-hmm. who at the time had uh, four restaurants. So I opened all of them for him. Okay. So I was the last one in uh, Caesars Atlantic. Uh-huh. So I was a chef there, and then she was a hairdresser at the salon in Caesars as well. Nice. Right, yeah. Atlantic City is right across from Philadelphia, it's for like those who drive, yeah. might not know the ge- geography. Yes, I know that. <laughs> it's an so, hour drive, yeah. So it was instant? Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty quick. Yeah, it was pretty quick, yeah. 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 It was... Uh, it was meant to be. Nice. So. That's great. And then did Christoph come with you at the same time to Cassis? So yeah, Christoph uh, came. He was a, he worked, Christoph worked in the same company I did. So mm-hmm. he worked with Josh Pierre as well. So he was at mm-hmm. Le Big Fan as a sommelier there. <clears throat> so right. we asked him, we, same thing, we flew him here, closest to the opening date, show him what was going on and see what's going on. And the same thing, got the city. Like. And Cassis, are they, is it just coming up on 10 years now? Ten years in uh, in Nepal. Mm-hmm. Originally was called Cassis American Brasserie. Now it's just Cassis, right? We changed it to Cassis Saint Pete mm-hmm. on, okay. on all our, on all our platform, but yeah, the name is just Cassis. Mm-hmm. And then a little later came Cassis Bakery, correct? Which you brought us some goodies. Thank you. You're yes, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back. We will talk about all three places that you're involved in, unless there's a fourth one I don't know about. No. <laughs> <laughs> Cassis. Uh, second and Second 24-Hour Diner and Wooden Rooster. We will be right back. Food lovers, how would you like to get half off of your entrees and adult beverages for you and your guests at many of the area's best local restaurants? Thanks to Club Saver, now you can all day, every day. Club Saver's members get half off their entrees and adult beverages at over 50 of the Bay Area's leading eateries and drinkeries. Imagine a juicy steak dinner with all the trimmings, half off. Your favorite seafood dinner, half off. Plus, vegan and gluten-free options are often available. Enjoy drinks? You and your guest will enjoy half off your favorite beer, wine, or cocktail. As a member of Club Saver, you may visit your favorite venues as often as you like, as well as discover new locations where the food is delicious and the price is right. Visit clubsaver.com now for the restaurant list and discover how easy it is to join and start saving money while dining at the area's popular local restaurants. At under $30 a month, the membership pays for itself in one night out. Members love the smartphone ID and the ease of use. 
and let them know we sent you by using our custom referral code St. Pete Foodies. Enjoy more, explore more, savor more. Clubsaver.com. I love soup and I'm always in search of a great soup. Ramen is just so complex and delicious with layers of complex flavors in its broth. Booyah Ramen is one of my favorite places in downtown St. Pete, so much so that I recently included them on my top five Asian noodle soups list for their pork belly ramen. Now Booyah's success is not just about the ramen. It's a hip, upbeat environment meant for unwinding and socializing with house-crafted cocktails, a large selection of Japanese whiskey, and izakaya, too. Those are small plates of different types of appetizers that are delicious, as well as the ramen. The ambiance of the place, along with the friendliness of the owners and staff, really adds to the character and charm of Buya. And to add to its coolness, the owners are actually opening up four more stores, one in Miami, and three in Berlin of all places. Yes, Berlin, Germany. How cool is that? Buya Ramen is located at 911 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete and is open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Do ya, Buya? One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number no. 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number no. 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number no. 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. We are back! We are back! We are back on the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast with our guest, Jeremy DeClue. And Jeremy, you came to St. Pete about ten, a little more than 10 years ago, around 10 years ago, initially to be the executive chef at Cassis on Beach Drive. That's correct. And then you opened your own place right around the corner, Wooden Rooster. Mm-hmm. And then you also got into a partnership, I guess, with uh, Raphael Perrier, owner of Kawa, Reno Coez, former owner of Tris, current owner of Trope. Mm-hmm. So... How about if we talk about all three places in that order? Sure. So, yeah, after, uh, after a couple of years at uh, Cassis, I decided that I wanted to do... The goal, ultimately, was I wanted to have my own place by 40. Mm-hmm. So, a spot next to Cassis, where the wooden rooster is right now, on 2nd Street Open. Uh, St. Pete's been exploding food-wise. I mean, mm-hmm. Oh, yes. It's like, yes. It's like a mushroom plant. It's, mush- <laughs> it's something opening every day. Can hardly keep up with it. Yeah. Which is fantastic. I mean, and I was like, hey, why can't I do something? So... <clears throat> the crepe place was never like, oh, I want to have a crepe place. Or it was more like, okay, where is it? Where am I located? What can I get? What's the parking fitting? Like, what, what can I do in that space and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that? So, so the space became available, and you're like, okay, what can what I do can in this do? space? <clears throat> mm-hmm. And we wanted to do something special. So and something different <clears throat> that's not out there, right? Yeah. Exactly. So it was, uh, yeah, you don't want to repeat what's already there. It's a no. competition for no reason. So. It was like more like a, not a hobby, but like something I wanted to do on the side and, and get running. So uh, we came up with a crepes, which was, Fran- <clears throat> was French. Mm-hmm. So it's, perf- it's, it's, it's who I am. I grew up with crepes. Every city I walked in, in Philly, I walked in New York, they always have 
There's always a one big crepe place and everybody knows about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where we came up with Augusto. Great. And when did that open again? It opened 2015. Ah, okay. Yep. Time goes fast. Wow. Yep. It does go fast. Well, it, was the end, it was the end of a year, but yeah. yeah. And you guys open early, 7 a.m., right? We open at 7, 7 yes. to 9 every day. Mm-hmm. Nice. Great. Wow. Everything I've ever had from there has been fantastic. Oh, thank, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, specializing in crepes, there's also some sandwiches, too. So the idea is the crepes. I mean, we can do every crepes as a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll change the menu by the end of the month. We will offer salads as well. So every oh. toppings as a crepe could be done on a salad as well. Nice. Okay. Just to keep it fresh. Or, we try to get everything organic there. So mm-hmm. try to keep it very simple, very basic, No, nothing fancy, just... Mm-hmm. Even a good crepe or a good sandwich or a good salad. It's, a, it's mm-hmm. a great example of simpler is better. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. We want, yeah. That's that's the idea. I don't want it to be a headache. I don't want to be like. Right. And it's nice that it's close to Cassis too. So do you end up running back and forth? Yep. I got, I got my little <laughs> routine every morning. I stop in. I go back. <laughs> and you guys at Cassis, you have, I believe it's the largest kitchen in St. Pete, but maybe even in Tampa Bay. I don't know if it's. Uh, that's a great title to have. I don't know. If we have <laughs> uh, it it's is a pretty cool kitchen. It is. Probably it is. The, definitely so, the biggest in downtown St. Pete anyway. Yes. I would say some square footage for sure. Yeah. Um, you gave us a great tour one time. Yeah, no, huge. it's impressive. Yeah. Uh, it's impressive. And, and and we do keep it like we just redid everything like a year and a half ago. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a pleasure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's a pleasure. Clean kitchen is always a must. So with Cassis, how has the menu evolved like from when it first started to now and how would you describe because it's french owned has a french chef it's not really a french restaurant but there are french influences am i correct correct yes we don't we yeah the french obviously the name is french the owners are french Mm -hmm. chef is french we're attached to a french thing the idea is more like when we opened cassis the idea was brasserie Mm -hmm. which uh it was 2010 it was right after everybody Mm -hmm. nobody was doing too good with Mm -hmm. uh uh, economy and stuff like that. So we wanted a place and you can go for anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, an espresso to a five-course meal if you really wanted to. Anything between sandwiches, salads, mm-hmm. bouillabaisse, whatever. Mm-hmm. And kind of a place to stop in or stay a couple hours or mm-hmm. and, and decide what you wanted, which is the idea of brasserie in Paris or mm-hmm. anywhere in France. It's more like anybody is there. You can wear shorts and flip-flop or you can wear a suit and mm-hmm. it goes together. There's no, there's no expectation. So I've been known to do both. <laughs> So, yeah, that was the idea for Cassis. So we, kept, we tried to stick to that idea, which is uh, we don't want to be like the best restaurant. We don't want to be the worst. We just want to be the place where anybody can come mm-hmm. based on their budget, based on their mood, based on what they are mm-hmm. looking for on that moment and that day. And then you have some items that stay on the menu, and then you also do seasonal changes, right? Correct. So we used to change, and when we first opened, we were like, oh, we're going to change the menu every month. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> That's a pain in the neck. Then. I think that lasted a month. <laughs> um, <laughs> so no, so then we change it, and the first couple of years we change a lot because we're. I was from Philadelphia, which was a different crowd, a different customer base, and even Saint Pete was a different customer base than it is right now, ten mm-hmm. years ago. Oh, absolutely. So we made a bunch of changes, and then now it's really tough. It's really tough to take some dishes out, the special, and and I think Saint Pete is kind of known for that. It's like you go to a place for a dish when you like, mm-hmm. right? You just have to make that dish better, but you can't change it totally. Mm-hmm. Right, um, yeah. We, we definitely do that. We have like our our favorite dishes at different places. Right. It's like if we know if we're going to this place, we're getting that. Right. And, I yeah. think it's attached to, yeah. Yeah. So so we, we we do change. We do make some changes. There's always like the best sellers are always there. I mean, 
these items and we just want changes to have fun we want to keep a kitchen we want to keep the customers happy and kind of mm -hmm. trying something new because we, we do have a lot of repeat customers so we want to give and them you choice. have your own fresh baked bread the bakery right there and all kinds of other <laughs> bakery items we have a recent write-up on the website from earlier this year mm -hmm. on the bakery with mm -hmm. a real nice review. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the bakery, yeah, we're doing great. The bakery is actually selling to the airport in Tampa now. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, wow. Okay. So we're selling to stores in Tampa. That's fantastic. Yeah. You have what I declare the best sausage in all of Tampa Bay. Thank you. Never had sausage better. Right. That is right. And yes. I had never gotten that secret out of anyone from Casino. <laughs> where that sausage comes from. It is delicious. It is so good. <laughs> yeah. If we find out where that comes from, we're placing a big order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We love going for uh, breakfast, especially since Wooden Rooster, we said, opens at seven. Casino opens, opens at, at eight. eight. eight and it's, yeah. and mm -hmm. it's almost always been eight. No? Always been eight. Yeah. yeah. And you have a dog menu. We have a dog. Oh, yeah, that's right. We haven't brought Lola there yet. <laughs> no, we haven't. Our, we our we used to bring Lola there, there yeah. yeah. And it's great for the uh, middle-aged guys like me. It doesn't matter if I go to bed at midnight or 1 o'clock in the morning or <laughs> 9 o'clock. I wake up early, mm -hmm. and I wake up hungry. And I'm like, because they're open. Let's go. Same here. <laughs> well, that's a good tie-in to roll right into second and second, too. Yes. And then if you wake up really early, like three in the morning. Or, yeah. or anytime you, during the day. Or yeah. anytime during the day. Yeah. Second and second is the 24-hour diner. You are partners in that with, as I said before, Rafael Perrier, owner of Kawa, uh, Reno Coez, Correct. owner of Tropez. How did you guys come up with that? Long story short, it was, uh, we're having a barbecue on a Sunday with families and kids and talking about ideas or what sandpit was needed or not. And um, it was one of those moments where everybody says the same thing at the same time without talking about it before. Oh, wow. Um, That's very cool. Cool. <laughs> so we all came from different places, and, but we all had, it always was a place. Philly's got a couple of them, 24-hour diner. Mm -hmm. And in the restaurant business or any business in America, everybody works, doctors, nurses. Mm -hmm. There's somebody who works and gets done at any given time of the day. Mm -hmm. And in St. Pete, it's... We looked at it as every time we travel, if you land in Tampa at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, yep. it was nothing to go eat. I mean, it's, right. yep. you come back from vacation, there's nothing in your fridge. Or, and you hear that from people <laughs> in the service industry, too. They, they get off work and there's nowhere to and, go eat. And yeah. we have kids and we're like, we can't take our kids to a bar menu somewhere mm -hmm. in, in a lounge. or anything. So that's how the idea came in. We're like, hey, it's becoming a big city, it's becoming a big foodie city. Mm -hmm. Let's do something very simple, very plain, like a diner, and, and make it open 24 hours 7 to, to, um, and, to serve the people. And the whole menu, also 24 Correct, yep. Yeah. Yep. Right, so you can, if you want to have breakfast at lunchtime, you can. Right, yep. all day long. Or if you want to have dinner at 3 in the morning, you can. Right. Correct. Yes. So, you know, we're very happy with diner, I think, too. Yeah. It was, it was rough at first, though. It when was you got, very tough. Yeah, we remember. Yeah, and, the, and it's been the, open for two years now? The, the arm a year and a half. year and a half. The armchair critics were not kind. They were not. No, no, no. no. It was no, no. We totally. I think. But we, you made it work. You got through it. Yeah. Um, the opening cool. was tough. We felt like we were ready, but we were not. I mean, twenty-four hours. It's a different game. Mm -hmm. it's, it's. Not it's to not mention the, all the challenges with that build out. I know that Reno was going crazy running back and forth. That build out. It was, the, it was a lot of yeah. And yeah. Like I said, somebody called out today at work, and you call somebody. Somebody called out in three in the morning. Nobody's coming. <laughs> oh, no. Right. So there, there's the challenges, and we knew about it, but it was not. We didn't. But I think we're doing we're doing much better. I think uh, we're getting much better reviews, and uh, mm -hmm. definitely, we've um, seen quite a few good ones just in our group recently. Yeah. Next time I wake up at three in the morning and I'm hungry, I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> 
So be sure to check out Second and Second, the 24-hour diner. Go anytime you want. They're open all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Cassis on beautiful Beach Drive. Uh, Most people around here have probably been. If you haven't been lately, go check it out again. Yes. We will be there soon for breakfast. And, of course, Wooden Rooster for the best crepes in downtown St. Pete. And Jeremy DeClue, winner of Chopped, first season. Yes. One of them. (laughs) Thank you very much. Jeremy, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. We will be right back. How many times have you heard a restaurant say that they have healthy food that actually tastes great? I've heard it a lot, but unfortunately, it's usually one or the other and not both until the brass bowl came around. Right. Their food actually is healthy and tastes so darn delicious. So good. They use organic ingredients and responsibly sourced seafood. Brass Bowl offers gluten-free, vegan, and carnivorous options. There truly is something for everyone. You will find imaginative flatbreads, bowls, and tasty delicious small plates with options like fresh roasted seasonal veggies, 24-hour sous vide hanger steak, house-smoked salmon, and free-range chicken breast. And up front, they have a cold-pressed juice station and separate menu with juice bowls and elixir shots. It's like two open kitchens in one. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is really on the cutting edge of the fast, casual culture that is enjoying so much fame these days. Go get bowled over by Brass Bowl. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is located at 656 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. And you can check them out on the web at BrassBowlKitchen.com. Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Our music segment, which showcases local artists, is brought to you by One Step Media and Kate Reuter. One Step Media provides management, marketing, and booking services to independent artists, and Kate herself is also a singer-songwriter. Jessica Rose is our local musician joining us today. She plays music full-time all over the Tampa Bay area. We will feature an original song from her album, Sparkly Eyes, but first, we have the Fast Five Foodies questions. Welcome to the show, Jessica. Hi, thanks for having me. Are you ready for the Fast Five Foodies questions? I am. All right. What is your favorite food? Oh, man. Mexican food. Nice. (laughs) Probably uh, tacos, I'd say, number one. I I already liked you from your music. Now I like (laughs) even more. We actually just had lunch today at a new taqueria um, on Central called Papo's. Have you been there yet? No. I would recommend it. They actually do your, your tortillas right in front of you. They, they Ooh. press them right there. It, was, it mm-hmm. was really good. Seasoned their meats well, got spicy to them. They, they were very good. That definitely sounds up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> What's your least favorite food? Least favorite? I don't like, like cottage cheese. Like mm-hmm. things the texture. like that. The yeah. texture and, and like knowing that it's like old or like even blue cheese i don't mm-hmm. like. oh i don't like blue cheese either. i like ranch but mm-hmm. i don't like <laughs> blue so cheese. with your chicken wings you're having ranch no blue cheese yeah that yeah. would be for me. sure we, we've so, had yeah. the cottage cheese one before too have we because the texture right yeah, yeah. So and saying. i don't know it's just in the smell and the, i don't know it's weird <laughs> i think she's saying because it's aged and it's slimy and it's 
Yeah. But right. it, which it kind of contradicts my love for cheese. Yeah. Like right. normal cheese. But still, right. I don't know. The texture is different. It actually took me a long time to learn to like cottage cheese, too, for the same reason. I get it. <laughs> right. I used to eat it out of the container, out of the refrigerator when I was a kid. I'm sure you did, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your favorite restaurant in St. Pete? In St. Pete? Um, I love the uh, the tapas restaurant um ceviche yeah yeah Uh, it's been a long time since i've been there but i loved it the hummus Mm -hmm. the hummus was my favorite it was so good and uh they also have these like uh potatoes spicy Mm -hmm. potatoes like Mm -hmm. spicy mayo oh it's yeah i think that's the potatoes bravas yeah they're really good yeah um and do you like salt or pepper better hmm probably salt Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I love pepper mm-hmm. and I love spice, but um, I don't. Salt gives flavor to everything. When I'm cooking, mm-hmm. I add salt to almost everything. Good. Yes. <laughs> and and you just said when you're cooking. So then the last question is: Can you cook? Uh, I can. I used to not. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, my my song "Spilled Milk" was kind of like a joke song about how <laughs> I. Wasn't good at cooking, but over the years, I've tried changing that, and mm-hmm. uh, I can cook a little bit now. What's so. your favorite thing that you cook? Um, I know that's the sixth question I just threw in. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's there's tons of things I like to cook now, but I, I don't know. My specialty is like breakfast. Oh, I like, okay. I like nice. making breakfast sandwiches, mm-hmm. which I know is kind of simple, but mm-hmm. it's still, uh, I don't know, I like cooking crispy bacon and like the eggs. And, mm-hmm. I also cook breakfast more than anything else. Oh, yeah. Yes. Do, you like, do you like grits also? I do. Mm-hmm. I love like every kind of breakfast. So <laughs> when, when you make your grits, have you tried making it where you replace the water with 50-50 milk and chicken stock or chicken broth? No. Try it. It's awesome. Ooh, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. So, if, so if you were going to use a cup of water, use half a cup of chicken stock and half a cup of milk instead. But you just have to be careful and watch it with the milk in there when it's going to boil. It's you know it goes all crazy like yeah. oh yeah foam, foams up, gets all over stove. <laughs> oh, I've done that with uh, oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to write a song about that too. Oh yeah, <laughs> grits and oatmeal. <laughs> Speaking of songs, you you have a relatively new album out called Sparkly Eyes. Yes. Is it self-titled? Uh, Your eyes are self- kind of sparkly. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> No, uh, but that is one of my songs on there. So um, you sent over some samples, and there were several that I liked, so everybody get the whole album. But my favorite was titled Forgive. And I don't know if you've got this before, but it kind of reminded me, it doesn't, doesn't sound exactly like the song, but the feel of it reminds me, it's an old Bill Withers song that was redone by Hootie and the Blowfish titled Use Me. I love that song. The beginning of your song, Forgive, reminds me of it a little bit. Uh, it's, it's really cool. So, it ha- you, And here's, how cool is this? It's a kind of a blues feel, but the lead guitar is Spanish guitar. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So there's, it starts off with an ascending bass riff lead in to the first chord, D flat minor seven. How did you, how are you in D flat? How does this happen with a guitar player? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, my friend Kevin, who does the lead on that 
song. Uh-huh. Um, he told me that I break the rules of music a lot. And I think I just, when I'm playing, I, I like the way that it sounds. And mm-hmm. I just go with it. And d- you just did that with the standard open tuning and no capo, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what it sounded like. Yeah, because a lot of times when there's like a, usually flat keys or they're unusual when a guitar player writes a song, they're normally writing in the sharp keys. Normally when we land on a strange key, somebody tells you, oh, that's because I had a different tuning or I had a capo on it. And I'm like, no, this sounds like just straight playing the chords. Yeah, yeah. Uh, standard tuning. And I don't know, it just, I, I think when I wrote that song, it, it came to my mind before it came to my hands so and the guitar. So that's how you heard it in your head? Yeah, I you heard said, okay. it and I started sounding out and I was like, that's kind that's of cool. a groovy tune. That's very cool, yeah. And again, you got, got me with the seventh chord. You got the D flat minor seven. Then the bass riff goes back the other way, the descending, and then you hit the A flat seven chord. And I think a G flat seven comes in to complete it at some point, right? Yeah. This is where he shows off. <laughs> His past musical like like abilities. Science. <laughs> and then the spa- Spanish guitar with the great riffs in the uh, Phrygian scale with nylon strings on the guitar as a Spanish guitar should have. Well, on the lead, the lead is steel a nylon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lead. yeah um, but right, right. mine was a steel string. Right, exactly. So blues with Spanish guitar, genius. Thank you. So the song is obviously about forgiveness. Yes. What's the inspiration? Uh, the inspiration. Well, um, I personally, I've just always had a difficulty with forgiving and I, I'm, uh, I'm kind of dark in that area, I guess. And, um, don't piss off Jessica. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Um, it's not that I want to, um, uh, do anything. It's more just like, it's like a personal thing. Like everyone says, when you let go, it feels so much better. And it's like, that's what I was trying to do. Okay. I was trying to let go. Cause before you're like, when I stay mad at you, I feel better. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we can find you online on Facebook. It's Jessica Rose musician. Mm-hmm. And on the, on website it's jessica rose powell.com mm-hmm. yes so jessica rose i think everyone can spell that powell p-o-w-e-l-l.com mm-hmm. we'll have links on that to the blo- on the blog post for this episode and jessica rose thank you so much yes thank you for yes, having me you. this and has been fun here we are with the song forgive from jessica rose's sparkly eyes album
We have a few new items on the website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There is breaking news on a new place opening. Remember A Taste for Wine on the 200 block of Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete? They were in the upstairs space. Well, a new place is taking over that space called Savignon. It will be a specialty wine and food place, and you can get all the details on that on stpetersburgfoodies.com. We also have a review of Red Mesa Restaurant and a new review of Madfish on St. Pete Beach. Next week on the podcast, we have Margaret Covello, the founder of Maximo Seafood Shack, with her new business, Fishmonger Approved, and she will be cooking for us. That's all, folks, for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guests, Jeremy Duclou and Jessica Rose. And thanks to our sponsors. Booyah Ramen, The Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery, Pacific Counter, Salty Jays, Club Saver, and, and Engine, Engine Number nine. 9. Our announcer is Candace Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News, and our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. You don't frighten us, English pig dogs! Go and boil your bottom, sons of a silly person. Ah, blow my nose at you, so-called Arthur King. You and all your silly English can niggas.